Live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Spikerman, fly ball into left. That ball's hit well. Back to the warning track, to the wall, and this series starts with a home run. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front in Lubbock. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires. Fly ball deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run. It's a home run. A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the morning show. With Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Welcome in, everybody. It is Friday. T. Row and T.J. are off today. Getting uh, getting ready for the start of real football uh, next week. Although we have some appetizers tomorrow, including Nebraska and Northwestern. 11.30 a.m. on Fox from Dublin, Ireland. Huskers, an 11.5-point favorite in that matchup. And... Uh, our second hour brought to you by the Saxon Realty Group. Uh, known Terry Saxon for a long time, all the way back to playing uh, Little League Baseball. Uh, way back in the day when we were dominating, not really. But a uh, great guy who'll do a great job for you, Terry Saxon, Saxon Realty Group. All right. Great Sooner, great barbecue connoisseur, the one, the only, Daryl Ray, joining us on the Riverwind Casino Jackpot Line. I saw Daryl last night at his uh, place in Moore. The barbecue was off the charts great again. And, Daryl, you were telling me that you are super fired up about this season for OU football. What, what's getting you so excited about seeing this Brent Venables uh, team get underway next Saturday? Yeah, well, good morning, Steele, and uh, thanks for having me on. I talked to a couple of guys that went out to practice a couple Saturdays ago, and they said uh, Coach was running around like, Bobby Proctor with his hair on fire, getting everybody started, getting everybody going. So uh, when you get that kind of enthusiasm, I think it's uh, it's telling. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, getting back to some good, solid, uh, basic football. And I think BV uh, is the guy that's going to bring it for us. Yeah, and Daryl, you know, you guys playing for Coach Schwitzer back in the day, you know, I think maybe the national reputation was, man, Oklahoma's kind of a loosey-goosey program because of Barry Switzer's personality, and, uh, you know, you guys had had the flair and the style and all that stuff, but you guys were coached very hard. As you mentioned, you were coached by Bobby Proctor. You didn't want to make a mistake for Bobby Proctor. Gene Hoshaver could light some people up. So you guys, again, kind of had this reputation, man, here comes Oklahoma with all that swagger, and they're just going to out-talent us. Or as Switzer say, hell, we out-athleted them or whatever. But you guys were (laughs) coached hard, right? I mean, you were really coached hard. Yes, uh, definitely. And you you left out Warren Harper, Rex Norris. Uh, there were so many other co- uh, coaches there. But yeah, we uh, we got after it, and there was no uh, goofing around. And when you're seventh or eighth string on the depth chart, you really wanted to work hard and practice to try to improve your lot, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Daryl, of course, 
all-conference uh, safety for the Sooners, also was a punter for OU, went on to a really stellar career with the New York Jets. He was an interception machine, all-pro safety with the Jets, and uh, played in the in the era where the Jets were, uh, were really good. You had the New York Sack Exchange. They were a major factor uh, in the AFC. Okay, Ari, how much do you think just this new culture approach that Brent has taken – you know, you, you can't play hard if you don't practice hard. How much do you think just this new mentality we're seeing right now uh, from this staff is going to help the Sooners this fall? I think you look at his Clemson background. Uh, he was here, but you went to Clemson, and I'm pretty sure they weren't uh, country clubbing it at practice. And uh, it starts in the trenches, and if the big boys don't, uh, don't get pushed around, the rest of your team won't get pushed around. And I think that's probably one of his focus, focuses is to get us strong in the trenches, super physical, and then outlast people. And uh, dare I say, Smitty's back. Schmitty's return has people fired up. There's no <laughs> doubt, man. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. I know the players are thinking, no, okay, well. But you know what? What I love about hearing the Jerry Schmidt stories, Daryl Ray, our guest, former Sooner, uh, is that all those guys used to say, man, you know, Schmitty's workouts killed us in the summer. I had no idea what we were getting into back then. But then when they go on to the NFL or post-OU careers, they all say, man, I, I'll tell you, Schmitty, you know, molded us into a, a, you know, a team that we felt like we couldn't be stopped. And even uh, some of the NFL guys would say, man, I these NFL workouts are cake compared to what happened with Jerry Schmidt. So I think that'll be – uh, big as well. So last year, what do you think happened? You and I had some conversations at your restaurant. There, there were apparently some things that weren't going too well in that locker room last year. Uh, how do you think it all unraveled last year? Uh, standing on the outside looking in, I don't have a inside track and definitely not a crystal ball. I just, I just think either you're all in or you're not. And I think it, 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 it manifest itself in the way things happen on the field and the locker room. And uh, you can lose a team for a lot of reasons, in my opinion. And uh, one of them is you just, I think these guys want and crave discipline and, and they want somebody that makes them tougher, stronger, more physical, more intense, more focused. And maybe they felt like they were getting it. Maybe they didn't. My thoughts are you just, um, I don't think Brent's going to lose his team. I don't think they're going to look at him and wonder if he's uh, all in at any time. And I think it starts from day one, that plane ride he took in. My daughter sent me the, uh, I guess it was Twitter or Facebook, something when he was on the plane, he popped on his hat. And I thought, this guy's going to wreck the plane if he doesn't calm down. This is awesome. You know, that kind of deal. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I think that uh, I think that's part of it. I, I, from what little I know, uh, either you're in or you're out. And there's no, there's no fence straddling. So there you are. Daryl Ray, our guest. All right, so we have Nebraska opening up the season uh, tomorrow in uh, in Dublin, Ireland against Northwestern. Scott Frost definitely uh, needs a big season to, to save his job there. They already cut back his salary, and no doubt his hot seat is as hot as anybody's in college football right now. But you guys had so many memorable games with Nebraska back in the day. Sooner Magic was born really in Lincoln back in uh, 1976. What you, what's your favorite memory from your OU Nebraska match? Matchups that you had back in the seventies. Oh God, um, we won a couple of times uh, the right way, going to the bowl game and, uh, and making up for the fact that we didn't take care of business. That one time was was really special. But honestly, um, the fans in Nebraska 
when we played up there were just the best fans I've ever I've ever seen, and I think it may have even rubbed off on our fans. We're, there was less, you know, pissiness and less ugliness. It was just a, a respect for for programs, and we had people come up and congratulate us after winning and telling us we're really good after we got hammered. I went up there when my brother lost 63-7 to seven or something like that, and they just hammered us. And these fans were coming up and telling us, don't worry, you're Oklahoma, you guys will be back. I'm thinking they do realize we're not on the same team, right? And so one of the <laughs> yeah. things I remember, I went to Nebraska. I went to Nebraska twice went after playing to watch my brother play two years. And it was just it's just an awesome, awesome place to watch and, and enjoy college football. And I think that's a lot to be said for the type of people that you see up there. All right. So how does high school Daryl Ray, Colleen, Texas, uh, make the decision to uh, to head to Oklahoma? Who uh, who was in your final three, four you know, schools you were considering coming out of high school? And uh, what made you pick Oklahoma? Uh, well, Jerry Pettibone recruited me, and I just found out in the last six months that he said I was the first player that he was in charge of recruiting. When he when I met him, he said he was recruiting coordinator. He didn't say in waiting. That was if he brought in a class, they were making recruiting coordinator. I didn't know that for the last 45 years. And, of course, when Barry uh, put you in his uh, crosshairs, uh, he, he uh, made me feel comfortable, and uh, he said we were going to be surrounded by talent all day, every day. But the funny thing was, he said, hey, if you come to Oklahoma, you'll be on national TV four times. And, you know, in 1975, you're thinking, national television four times? That makes no sense. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, there we are. <laughs> That's right. Now you can get every game that you want to watch. But, yeah, it was a different day and age. And then later it would be that lawsuit that Oklahoma and Georgia filed to get uh, individual TV rights for all the, uh, the schools themselves. And that certainly changed the game in terms of televised college football. Okay, outlook for the season. How do you think the Sooners are going to do overall? Uh, okay, calm down, everybody. I don't think we're going to go 12 or 13 and 0, but we have a chance. And if we play tough, physical, a little smash mouth football, get people on the ground and uh, block and tackle, I think we have a chance to do really, really well. Um, everybody was kind of, um, oh, what was us when we lost our coach last fall? I think we're past that, and I think that we'll, uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll be glad for the day that uh, Joe C. and the, and the and the powers that be got us Brent Venables. He just seems to be a perfect fit for what we need here, and uh, I think he's glad to be here, and we're ecstatic that he's here for us. Yeah, particularly with Oklahoma and, uh, you know, eventually getting to the SEC, you you need to play a more physical brand of football, and I think Brent Venables is the perfect guy to take Oklahoma in that direction. Daryl, always great to catch up with you. I always enjoy coming to your your place. The barbecue is outstanding. The conversation is always good. We just love coming there, and uh, we, we always love running into you as well. So appreciate your time, my friend, and we will see you soon. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Daryl Ray, the one and only Daryl Ray, former Sooner safety, even punted for OU back in the day and went on to a really solid career uh, in the NFL with the New York Jets, uh, where he was an all-pro selection there as well. I mean, Ray's barbecue, man, it is, whoo, it, it's, it's Hall of Fame. It's good stuff. All right, Mike Steely, the Drake, Drake Dyke, and in for T-Row and TJ on this Friday morning, the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, 
We got a lot happening today. Recruiting update. What's going to happen? Macari Vickers, Anthony Evans. We'll talk about it next here on the Home of Sooner Fans. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. Hour two of the T-Row the Morning Show. Drake and Steelman here with you. McGriddle and Steelman here with you. There you go. Uh, Toby and TJ, they'll be back in full force on Monday. It'll be game week, and the gang will be back together. Yes, sir. Uh, this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show, it's brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Uh, you know, Daryl Ray, he's a guy that uh, smoked some barbecue that uh, also did some football here and there on the side oh at, my at one point yeah, in time. He's, he's very good at both, man. I love uh, Daryl. What a great guy, too. If you ever get a chance to talk to him in his restaurant, absolutely. it's, it's yeah. a delight. It's a delight. Uh, another guy that's a delight, Terry Saxon, Saxon Realty Group, with his eight ninety nine one one-time listing fee. Give him a call at 405-361-3380. He will help save you literal thousands in the sale of your home. Whenever you list it with him, with his one-time eight ninety nine dollars listing fee, uh, give him a call, 405-361-3380, or visit saxonrealtygroup.com with Terry. You get the same service you would with any other realtor. The difference is the one-time eight ninety nine dollars listing fee that will help save you thousands in the sale of your home. Go to Saxon Realty Group to see all of the different uh, – Clients that Terry has helped save thousands in listing commissions. I've known Terry for about 50 years, Drake, Woo. and he's a dependable dude. All right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Air Camera Solutions text line real quick before we uh, get to Pet of the Week. Sound good? Yeah, I'm all for it. All right. Mike and Weatherford, he wants to uh, revive Charlton Heston's pig spin. <laughs> guys. You know, the guy that we used to write the script for this guy, and he was a professional voice actor in L.A., and he moved. Last I heard, he was in Europe, but we would write the script for him, send it to him via email, and he did a dead-on Charlton Heston. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but we had fun with that. Uh, hey, Steely, thank uh, Daryl Ray for the great cool. It takes me back to my childhood. Daryl, I'm telling you, man, he was a heck of a player. And uh, Ray's has a location on Lindsay Street in Norman. Mm-hmm. Somebody's asking. Yep. And uh, I can't remember the location in Moore. Uh, oh, I didn't realize they had a yeah, location in Moore. Yeah, they now. opened it. That's where we were, the uh, know, location that's been open, I think, for a couple of years now. It, it does say quite a bit about uh, Ray's Smokehouse, too. You know, during the construction of the Lindsay Street Bridge, there are a lot of businesses that didn't make oh, it through gosh, that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Ray's Smokehouse survived all of that so it says quite a bit you know that that was a horrible deal for a mm-hmm. lot of the businesses yeah, over there but absolutely. people were doing you know pretty much anything they could do to still get to raise barbecue mm-hmm. when it wasn't easy to get there nope absolutely awesome hearing Sealy in the morning again well thank you and uh dad joke of the day that's uh, been a thing that's gone on i think for about uh, the last two months or so from uh, Shane in Newcastle. He's got the last one of the season because it's almost game week. Did you hear about the kidnapping at school? It's fine. He woke up. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, you want to go with the pet of the week here? Sure. Pet of the week. You know, rescue. Shay and I, we, we have rescue dogs, and they are awesome. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I've got one as well. You know, I think if you could, you know, a rescue dog – you know, you're, you're saving a dog, and uh, they, you know, I think you get a little more love from those rescue dogs. That's what we've experienced, and dogs give you that unconditional love. Like I said, 
The great thing about dogs, they're the greatest creatures on the planet. Dogs. When you get home, does your spouse, you know, want to lick your face? No. <laughs> Wants to slap your face, maybe, but not lick your face. Depends on the spouse, probably. You know, but I'm saying the dog is like, oh, my gosh, you're back. This is the greatest you're thing so ever. You're so amazing. I'm glad that you're back in the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, University Animal Hospital, they bring you the pet of the week each and every week. And also they team up with the Norman uh, Animal Shelter as well. Uh, Norman Animal Services. Uh, this week's pet of the week, it's Nova. Nova is the pet of the week. She's a pit bull Dalmatian mix, eight months old. So uh, she's getting close to being fully grown at 33 pounds now. She's a good spade. looking dog. Yeah, she's a pretty dog. She's got uh, that mix of uh, Pongo. And gosh, why am I blanking on the. Uh, uh, Pitbull Terrier from uh, Little Rascals. I, you Petey, know, Petey, yeah, Petey. Petey. Pongo just, and Petey vibes. I was vibes. thinking the same thing. It's uh, the Little Rascals dog. Uh-huh. Uh, Pongo and Petey vibes with the uh, Dalmatian Pitbull mix. Uh, weighs 33 pounds, so probably not fully grown yet since she's just eight months old. But uh, she is available for adoption at the Norman Animal Welfare Shelter. Uh, she, her pet ID is 22-8391. Uh, you can find her at adoptapet or petfinder.com if you want to check out pictures of her. Very sweet dog. She is styling with her halter top that she's got on right here. Uh, looks like that she is just ready to go for a walk at any point in time. Like she has that look of her, like, huh? And that's what I'm doing ready, right now, ready too. For a walk? I'm, I'm styling in my halter top. That's right. <laughs> Peeling back the curtain, still, man. Peeling back the curtain. But, yeah, uh, if you want to check out Nova uh, or any pet that is available possibly in your area, if you're listening outside of the Norman area, go to adoptapet or petfinder.com. Uh, uh, thank you to University Animal Hospital and Dr. Otto, uh, who is the uh, veterinarian for my dog, Penny, by the way, uh, for sponsoring the Pet of the Week this weekend each and every week. Um, I think that's it as far let me, as, uh, let me uh, get a, a quick recruiting update in there. Yeah. Uh, because today Drake, the Drake, Drake Dyken with us, mm -hmm. of course, on this Friday. And again, uh, T-Row and TJ will be back on Monday, enjoying a Friday off. Uh, Macari Vickers will announce for Oklahoma later, uh, tonight at his game. Macari Vickers, the defensive back, Tallahassee, Florida, four-star, will make the uh, commitment to Oklahoma. The question is, what's going to happen with Anthony Evans? The latest info I heard was that Anthony Evans, it was probably 65-35 in favor of Georgia. Uh, who knows what could happen here at the 11th hour, but Anthony Evans, the uh, wide receiver from Converse Judson, one of the fastest wideout recruits in the country, four-star kid, uh, expected to announce for Georgia. I wouldn't say that Oklahoma's completely out of it. I'm sure that Parker uh, will have a lot more on that coming up a little bit later on today. But uh, right now, most of the information uh, leans towards Anthony Evans making the decision for Georgia. I don't know if it would be over at that point because, again, you still have to sign them. As, uh, you know, Alec Baldwin said in uh, Glengarry Glen Ross, get them to sign on the line which is dotted. I can't re repeat the line after that. But uh, so Macari Vickers, 
Uh, we'll announce for Oklahoma later tonight. And I what believe- a get. Four-star safety out of the backyard of the Florida State Seminoles. Yeah, and uh, again, that's going to improve Oklahoma's national ranking. Uh, and then I think, uh, according to what Parker said yesterday, he believes that probably Jordan Renaud would be the next get for Oklahoma unless Anthony Evans reverses course and picks Oklahoma later uh, today. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Georgia, though. And then you're looking down the road again at D.J. Hicks, strong lean to Oklahoma. Most uh, of the experts think that David Hicks, the number one defensive line prospect in this class, will end up at Oklahoma. DeCelia Connor. Uh, a lot of people believe a lean to Oklahoma. What's going to happen with Peyton Bowen? What's going to happen with Ryan Yates? By the way, Peyton Bowen, uh, his younger brother, played great in uh, uh, the victory they had last night. Denton Geyer and Jackson Arnold had a great game, five-star quarterback for the Sooners. So uh, would it be Peyton Bowen and Ryan Yates? And then Oklahoma has got a shot, of course, in Malachi Coleman down the stretch, the freak athlete out of the state of Nebraska, maybe Marcus Deal. But uh, they are going to get Makari Vickers tonight, and you'll just have to cross your fingers and hope something happens again uh, at the 11th hour for Oklahoma getting Anthony Evans, the wide receiver, out of Converse Judson. All right, do you want to get a couple uh, texts in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Uh, Ray smacks watermelon tea smacks even more. I'm telling you, man. And if you've never had the uh, raise the roof sandwich, it's not really on the menu. But just ask for the raise the roof, and it's um, it's really good. Uh, and yeah, and here's a screenshot right here of a newspaper. It says Geyer's tough defense holds foe in check. So yeah, uh, woo. Uh. And I guess uh, Jackson Arnold had like a 65-yard run yeah, the other day. Yeah, he had a great uh, day. All those guys had great games last night. And Geyer is one of the best programs, obviously, in the state of Texas. But Jackson Arnold uh, had himself a game, no doubt. And uh, they won uh, convincingly in their game last night. And again, uh, Bixby, salute to the Spartans, man. They have won 50 games in a row. 50 that's three more than Bud won in a row during his great run at the University of Oklahoma. Lord, my God, they're doing some great things there at Bixby. Owasso has a tremendous program. Cole Adams, I thought, had a good game last night. But, you know, uh, Bixby finally took control of that game, and they won 49-14 to in the Battle of the Burbs last night at Chapman Stadium. So, all right, and we'll talk about that matchup, and we'll talk uh, some Sooner football and more with the one and only T.J. Eckert, KTUL-TV, sports director. Coming up next, you're with the home of Sooner fans. I'm Mike Steely with the Drake, Drake Dykin, in for T-Row and TJ on the Friday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. The T-Row in the Morning Show. You have chosen wisely. T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. Mike Steely. And uh, Drake Dykin with you here on this Friday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. And for TJ and uh, Toby, who are taking a uh, Friday off, they'll, of course, be here next Friday. I mean, it's the Friday before the real start of football, opener for the Sooners. All right, we had some football 
in Tulsa last night. Joining us on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, the one and only T.J. Eckert, KTUL TV Sports Director. And T.J., man, your Bixby boys, uh, man, what a, what an impressive debut in 6A1 as they take down Owasso, took control of the game, and they win that game 49-14, to 50 in a row now for Bixby. That is – that's impressive, man. They have a little dynasty there in uh, Bixby, Oklahoma. There's no doubt about that. It was such a strange game. Uh, two of the more disciplined and well-coached teams in the state and five fumbles in the first half. I know that's it, it's kind of expected in early games in high school football. You expect penalties and turnovers, but two teams like that, five fumbles and a half was, was kind of surprising. And so, I mean, it was only 14-7 at halftime. Uh, Bixby had three first-half fumbles and led 14-7, which was surprising. Um, and then, yeah, they just blew it open in the second half. Hopefully, uh, you know, Cole Adams didn't play the second half. He was out with an injury. Hopefully he ends up being all right. The wide receiver that's going to Alabama for played a while. played well so, when he was but, in there, uh, though. Made some played plays. really good. He did. He did. T.J. Eckert, I guess, KTUL TV Sports Director. And uh, how about Austin Havens again? Now, is he considered like the Lincoln Riley of the Owasso community now? Or uh, <laughs> I mean, he goes to – he transfers from Owasso. He becomes the quarterback at Bixby and play, had himself a heck of a game. And uh, what a debut again, not only for him, but for, you know, people were wondering, all right, well, how's Bixby going to do when they move up? Well, I think they're in pretty good shape, right? Yeah, it was uh, – it was – Actually, it, it kind of felt like a college game in a way because uh, Owasso's head coach, Bill Blankenship, had a quote in the Tulsa World, I think, in the off season that said something like, welcome to the SEC. He said it jokingly, uh, but he said, welcome to the SEC, talking about Bixby coming up to 6A1. And as Bixby went up like 49-7 last night, the Bixby fans started chanting SEC. So that, that got pretty fun. Like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, don't worry about Bill Blankenship. That guy can coach some football, and Owasso's not going anywhere. There's still going to be a factor before it's all said and done. But you've got to, man, tip your cap to Bixby. That's an incredible 50-game winning streak. And, again, debuting in 6A1 last night and winning the Battle of the Burbs uh, convincingly. All right, uh, what do you think? Nebraska, Northwestern tomorrow on your excitement scale, 1 to 10. Where are you on that one? You know, I would say – my excitement schedule or uh, whatever scale will be 10 for college football starting for Nebraska Northwestern, uh, <laughs> five. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't get the juices flowing by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I'm not sure how the people of Ireland feel about Nebraska Northwestern coming over. Um, but I am excited that the season's back. I, I'll, uh, I'll tune in. I mean, I'll watch a little college football yeah. any chance I get yeah. at this point. Right. Yeah, TJ, like I, I've described it as at least you're you're you you've had a long wait. The the buzz thing finally goes off in your hand at the restaurant, and you're seated, and you're going to sit down for kind of a mediocre appetizer. But <laughs> okay. at least you know the real meal is on the way. You know the next week, so that's that's kind of how I look at Nebraska, <laughs> Northwestern yep. coming up this weekend. But you know, and I think for Sooner fans, the fact that they're going to play in Lincoln September seventeenth, and you know Nebraska played Oklahoma down to the wire last year, uh, that they'll be very interested to see how the Huskers do. And again, Nebraska beat this Northwestern team fifty-six to seven for their only Big Ten win last year. They're an eleven and a half point favorite in this game. Okay. 
You're on the home of Sooner fans here. What what are your thoughts on what you've been hearing coming out of camp for Sooner football? Uh, what's your biggest takeaway on Oklahoma or your biggest take on Oklahoma as we are eight days away from the start of the season? Yeah, I think I think you and I and, and Parker talked about it maybe last week or a couple weeks ago, just from going out to practice and covering those those open fall camp practices that we got is just how different uh, the Sooner body bodies look. You know, they look physical. They look big. Uh, getting with Schmitty appears to have worked out this off season because a lot of those bodies changed. Uh, there was some there was some physical presences. A lot of guys that you want off the bus first, uh, and that on that roster. And so that was impressive to see. Uh, I, I think that, that that's going to pay dividends, in my opinion, as far as takes go on OU. Uh, I, I feel that they'll win more than two conference games, or however many Stuart Mandel said that they're going to win. I think I feel pretty confident. <laughs> Feel pretty confident that's going to happen. No, Stuart Mandel, what a classic! (laughs) I loved how everybody put the mat together. Wait a minute, now there's no way this could happen. Well, you know, Nebraska (laughs) coming back home to play North Dakota—that's no pushover. I mean, come on, dude, that was crazy. All right, um, so TJ Eckert is with us on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. All right, so you're a big golf guy, like I am. You can play the game a lot better than I can. I mean, I'm, I'm basically on the uh, the Charles Schwab Cup circuit now on the Champions Tour. But uh, what do you think about, man, this uh, – we knew that the Live Golf PGA Tour thing w- was getting nasty. But, man, it is uh, – I mean, they're bo- this is like one of those pro wrestling matches, except it's real. And you've got chairs involved and guys coming off the top rope and everything. It's really gotten nasty. Yeah, it's even gotten to the point where Greg Norman's putting out Instagram memes. I mean, that's where we're at now. These, <laughs> these that's guys, right. These guys are. It's the new age. It's the new age fighting. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. You know, it's 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 pretty crazy to see all the things that the PGA Tour has done in such a short amount of time to make big, drastic changes to their schedule, to their purses, to these elevated events that they're now adding, uh, to making the top however many players are going to have on tour next year play in all these events they're, they're required to. Uh, it's it's pretty crazy to see all the stuff that's happening. I mean, Liv is clearly a threat like we've talked about. And now, after the tour championship, uh, we're expecting another five, six, seven guys to jump over to Liv for the Boston event at the start of September. Cam Smith is expected to be the, the big name from that group. Uh, but I, it just seems like they were the PJ Tour has been so reactive. We've been talking about that for months. They've been so reactive to everything that's happened, and that's part of the reason why they're seeing so many guys bolt. I think I like the changes, really, that they've made. I think mm-hmm. PJ Tour's yep. done some good stuff, but it just feels like it's, I don't want to say too little too late, but it certainly feels a little late. Yeah, it does. And uh, Jay Monahan again, I, I think it's kind of like the the Big 12 in a way when, you know, you mm. had Dan Beebe or whoever or uh, Bob Bowlesby recently. It's like, man, you should have been way ahead of this, you know, yep. instead of being reactive, been proactive on this deal. Uh, and finally, what about this TGL league that Tiger and Rory are putting together where you're going to tee off in a virtual, uh, you know, stadium? And then you're going to, I guess, uh, you know, you're going to have like the, the green and the short game area that you go to. But that's that's kind of wild. How do you think that's going to fly uh, on a Monday night, I guess, after football season's over with? And I think it, that's it, 2024, right? I think somewhere around there. It's interesting. It kind of sounds like top golf with professional golfers. Yeah, it uh, does. Which, you know, it's, it's fun. I, anything with Tiger, as you know, I'm on board with. I think that'll be fun. I 
I think it's an interesting idea. I think it's them just trying to relate to the fans a little bit more, kind of like what Liv has done with some of the stuff they're doing. Uh, I don't want to say they're copying them, but it's it's a similar type thing of trying to engage a different fan group. Uh, I think, honestly, what, what stood out to me most is how Tiger has acted as the de facto commissioner the past week or two uh, with these player meetings and now you know opening up all these new ventures with the PGA Tour and, and doing stuff for 2K on golf. And so... Uh, it's it's all it's basically new age. It's, they're trying to attract the modern fan. You know, they they know they're going to have the diehard golf fans. They're going to tune in every week, regardless of the event. But now they're trying to get the other group of golf fans to t- tune in as well. And so it's interesting. I'll probably watch it a couple times. See if it's see if it's something I like. Uh, and again, anything with Tiger Woods on it, I'll probably tune in. I, I'm with you on that. You know that, TJ. Hey, man, I really appreciate you waking up early with us today and coming on. <laughs> and uh, I won't do it to you again. I'm not, I can't guarantee anything for Toby or TJ, but, I, that, you know, to me, I owe you one. No, all good. I'll wake up early and play golf with you next time, Steely. Let's do that. There you go. TJ, thanks. Appreciate it. TJ Eckerd, KTUL TV Sports Director in Tulsa. All right. Uh, we are brought to you this hour by the Saxon Realty Group. They'll do a great job for you. 405 361 3380. I've known Terry for a long time. We played Little League Baseball together and we dominated back in the day. Not really, but he is dominating on the uh, real estate uh, market, no doubt, because he'll do a great job for you. Very trustworthy guy. Saxon Realty Group, 405 405- 361-3380. Mike Steely, Drake Dyken with you. Ooh, interesting, interesting stuff from Jackson Arnold, according to a Sooner fan on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll tell you about that when we get back on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Final segment of Hour 2 on this Friday. The last Friday you have to deal with for quite some time without OU football coming the next day. So we the T-Row in the morning show. I'm Drake Dyken. He's still man. Mike Steely in today for T-Row. I'm in for TJ. Still man at McGriddle. Uh, it's brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Be sure to give Terry and Jackie Saxon a call at Saxon Realty Group, 405-361-3380. Ask them about their one-time $8.99 listing fee that can help save you thousands in listing emissions in the sale of your home. Visit SaxonRealtyGroup.com to see testimonials from all the great customers that they have helped save thousands in listing emissions whenever they've sold them their home or sold their home for them. Uh they have lots of great pictures up there, too. You know, the big check that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like Happy Gilmore was wanting at the I've end of the first golf tournament. I've always wanted the big tournament. check. I'll just, I always one, get... I'll just take one of those big checks. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's what Terry and uh, Jackie actually give you whenever they help save you thousands. Uh, they put it on that big check, get to take a picture. Your picture gets on the internet of all the money that you saved. And then uh, – all your relatives get to ask you for money because they know about all this extra money that you have in your pocket. There so you go. That's, yeah. that's not necessarily what you want. But uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, uh, just a couple here to get to. But LG Sooner says that after Jackson Gar- 
Jackson Arnold. Jackson Arnold's game. Uh, they were interviewing him. They asked him if he was recruiting anyone not on his current team. He said, Anthony Evans, we want you. Jackson Arnold has been, you know, we played the soundbite on uh, Steel Man and Thune many times where he's talked about how much he is to helping recruit for the Sooners. And you want your quarterback to do that. You know, that's happened in the past with Caleb Williams with the Sooner Summit and Spencer Rattler did the same thing. So, again, it is great. Uh, yeah, it's what you want your quarterback to do, right? Uh, and uh, Anthony Evans' decision to, tonight as well. Uh, Georgia appears to be leading, but yeah. you never know. It is within his benefit, too, to try to get a guy like Anthony Evans on campus. I mean, that type of target. Yeah. Yes, please. I don't blame him for trying to recruit him here. Um, and one more uh, coming from across the pond. It's already lunchtime in the UK, apparently, because we've got one from it's got. See, this is the beautiful thing about this uh, text line uh, interface that we have, Steelman. I would have no idea where this number is coming from, but it's got the UK flag next to it. Says mm-hmm. Steely, listen in on my lunch break and loving the show so far. T Row and TJ couldn't ask for a better fill in. Your friend in England. Nick Gambino. Oh, Nick. Nick Nick is in my stream every day. Oh, yeah? He's, uh, we call him the number one lad in London. Uh, Nick, undoubtedly listening on the KRF app. Yeah. Where you can listen worldwide anywhere. He's a great dude. We're trying to get him to come over and visit us uh, in Oklahoma. There you go. He's been one of the most loyal viewers in my stream where it's gaming and sports conversation. And he's he's just a great dude. So, Nick. Hope you're enjoying your lunch break. Thank you very much. Nick, you obviously love seeing Steely fight 13-year-olds in Fortnite. That's that's exactly right. right. The senior champion dominates most of them, though. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, uh, by the way, Jesse Crittenden is here. He's uh, the really talented uh, sports director now for the Norman Transcript. He's going to be in with us in studio next hour. He's been to a bunch of the practices, talked to Brent and the players. We're going to use take on uh, Sooner football uh, coming up next hour. We had Daryl Ray on earlier, former OU great from the 70s, the, the best barbecue in the in the area, in my opinion, made by Daryl Ray, and what a great player he was for Barry Switzer back in the 70s. We also had T.J. Eckert on uh, from KTUL-TV in Tulsa, recapping the big win by Bixby last night over Owasso in the Battle of the Burbs. Hey, you know what we should do? Drake, I'm, I want to do this now if it's all right because yeah. I don't want to run out of time. But Nebraska opens the season tomorrow. Scott Frost, very much in a hot seat. It's like the electric chair, man. You don't want to get fried. But what was the movie that uh, Susan Sarandon and Sean Payne – oh, Dead Man Walking. He, he might be in that situation. If Susan Sarandon <laughs> walks out of the tunnel or runs out of the tunnel with him oh, tomorrow in Dublin, that's wow. not a good sign. But Nebraska is – a 11-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. But, man, how, if you're my age, if you're really old like me, I'm approaching 60 now, you remember all those OU pulling the rabbit out of the hat last-minute victories in Lincoln. So I am going to serve you up about 90 seconds of the Sooners winning in Lincoln. Just for you old-school Sooner fans who grew up with OU football like I did, my first OU game was 1970. By the way, a loss to Kansas State in Norman. Crazy. Uh, Next year, the Sooners were playing the game of the century. But, uh, like I said, I was born and raised in Norman. Uh, You know, my dad pretty much baptized me with, uh, with, uh, you know, the gospel of Bud Wilkinson. 
and uh, I had no choice. We, we lived about two miles from the stadium. I can remember as a young kid in my diapers walking around, hearing the, ra- the, the roar of the crowd, you know, like, what is that? And I would soon find out. But how many of us remember all those great comeback wins in Lincoln? Dr. Tom Osborne would always have that bewildered look on his face like, how did that just happen again? Well, here's about 90 seconds worth right here. Lott is back in. No timeouts remaining. First and goal at the two. The pitch wide. Peacock. It's touchdown. 38 seconds to fly. Chris Ivory threw a sensational block to get Peacock into the end zone. And Oklahoma has regained the lead. There's only 38 seconds remaining. 62 seconds to go. Pitch goes to the deep man. Touchdown, Oklahoma. It is Jackson. It is touchdown, Oklahoma. Nine seconds. And Lasher's kick is good. And the Sooners win it with six seconds to go. Down the line with the pitch to Collins. Green leading the way, and Collins looking for daylight. He'll go. Touchdown, Oklahoma. Brings back some memories right there. By the way, Bill Fleming, it's it's Buster Rhymes to you, not George Rhymes. All right, I know that was it was George Rhymes from Miami, Florida, but it's Buster Rhymes, the original Buster Rhymes before Buster Rhymes came later. All right, so there you go. So we heard uh, the voices, uh, the the voice of college football for me, Keith Jackson. Uh, you heard Brent. You heard Bill Fleming. And, uh, man, that brings back some memories, some big-time memories, no doubt. All right, so, yes, we finally get week zero tomorrow. Uh, Nebraska and Northwestern, 1130 on Fox. Huskers are 11-and-a-half-point favorites in that matchup. But usually, you know, Pat Fitzgerald has some uh, well-coached teams. They got absolutely uh, dominated by Nebraska last year in Lincoln, 56-7. to But we'll see. What happens tomorrow? And again, by the time the Sooners and Nebraska take the field in Lincoln September 17th, then uh, you will have Nebraska playing its fourth game of the year by that time. The Sooners will be playing their third. But ready to uh, talk about at least some real football results coming up on Monday. All right, Jesse Crittenden does a great job for the Norman Transcript. He uh, knows a lot about Sooner football, what's happening right now. We're going to get his take on a number of things coming up next hour. And uh, we're in today for T-Row and TJ enjoying a well-deserved Friday off. Hope everybody is having a great Friday so far. Hey, at least we have an appetizer college football weekend coming up beginning tomorrow again with that Nebraska-Northwestern game at 1130. Thank you to the Saxon Realty Group. Terry Saxon will do a great job for you. 405 361 3380. Mike Steely with the Drake, Drake Dykin. We've got another hour to go right here on a Friday edition. Home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. From the gridiron to the hardwood to the diamond, no one covers the Sooners like we do. If it's Sooner Sports, we have you covered 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. This is the home of Sooner fans. 